Now, back to Severe Reaction, powered by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. Here's your host, Michael Severe, on 1620 The Zone. Low kick. It's going to take a Husker bounce, though, inside the 40, inside the 35, inside the 30. And nice little roll down on the 26-yard line. Get the full net. And there's too. a flag back there. Are they either, I don't think they roughed Brian Damon. I think they ran into him. Personal foul. Ooh. Defense leaping the punch shield, number 29. It'll be a 15-yard penalty from the previous spot. Automatic first down. That's huge. Once he said leaping, and you saw my symbol, I knew that was the first down. The uh-oh at the very end of that from Greg Sharp is incredible. Uh, it's one of the big plays in the game. Uh, Iowa gives essentially another possession in Nebraska by leaping. That is a penalty put in to protect the player leaping. You saw he fell, almost fell on his head. Uh, that's why they put that penalty in there. It's also on field goals and extra points as well. So that kind of thing happens there. But that was a uh, kind of a turning point a little bit in the game on Friday. Let's go back to the phones. Been on hold the longest. Scott's been on hold the longest. Good morning, Scott. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Michael. How about you? I'm okay, man. It's a you know it's a it's a Sunday, so can't can't complain. Yeah. You know, I just want to say to the people that are saying this is Riley 2.0, Callahan 2.0, I don't know if it's uh, just the last 20 years of everything that could go wrong, going wrong, but that's, that's just a defeatist attitude. This is not a, a Riley or a Callahan. You know, you look at Rule, what he did at Temple, year one, two and ten. Yep. Next year, six and six, right? Ten and four, yep. ten and three. Yep. Down to Baylor, yep. Uh, one and eleven to what? Two thousand and nineteen. They yep. were eleven and three. Go to the Sugar Bowl. Yep. Uh, that's what Trev had to look at. Someone that has proven that they can rebuild a team that is a mess. And I think it was a great job what Mickey did and did. Yep. Trev bringing Mickey in as the interim because it was a dumpster fire and I don't think anyone could have done better at rallying the troops and getting them to play for one another than Mickey did. But Mickey didn't, you know, Nebraska doesn't have the luxury to say, okay, let's see if we can see how good Mickey's going to eventually be. It had to be who out there has done this. We need to, this is, are we going to continue to circle the drain and become this complete dumpster fire? Or is there someone out there that's shown hey, I can take a team and I can develop kids, I can get them degrees, and I can get into the NFL. And time will tell what happens with Rule, but to say it's a, a Riley or Callahan 2.0, I just I don't see the comparison. What did those guys do that Rule has already proven he can do? Yeah, Scott, I appreciate the phone call. I, you mentioned it seven total seasons as a college football coach. He had three of them to end in double-digit seasons, double-digit win seasons. Uh, four of those seven, they went to a bowl game. And yeah, the first year at each of those places, he had to rebuild. The Baylor situation was awful. Look at the amount of kids, amount of student athletes that left the program. It was something like 40-something kids that left the program. He had an undersized roster. Uh, you have the investigation that happened in Art Bryles. All that's happening, and he turns that team around. And we'll go over what that team was in 2019. But if you look at what Temple was in 2016, and you look at what Baylor was in 2019, this guy is a builder. He is a developer. He has shown that. There's a concern that he may leave. He's got an eight-year contract. That's what's reported. And, yeah, he, he took a better opportunity in Baylor. And then he took the opportunity to go for the NFL. A lot of guys do that. I have a list of coaches that have tried to do that, and it hasn't worked. 
as of right now, if you just base it off of what he did in college, the two jobs he was at, the amount of players he produced to go to the NFL, something we don't talk a lot about here because recently there haven't been a lot of guys going to the NFL, especially high picks. He has managed to do that, and he's managed to do that with two and three star guys too. He'll be able to get better recruits here. I think his system will work in the Big Ten because he's very he's he will first of all defensively they will be better. They will force turnovers. They will do those things. But to say that he's Mike Riley, who had this whole long career of coaching all these different places, or Bill Callahan, who had never coached in college, what are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Josh has been on hold the longest. Good morning, Josh. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Not bad. Hey, I just wanted to call and uh, talk about the coach, and um, I kind of agree with the last guy that was on. Um, I did hear the – a couple guys before him, and yeah. um, I think a lot of those reactions are emotional. Sure. I think a lot of people got attached to Mickey, um, and as did I. I mean, I love the I love the guy. I wish he stays, um, but to say that Matt Rule, a a just a a great hire in my opinion, uh, a guy that's turned around programs. Um, I I just think that a lot of people wanted to see Mickey, and I was kind of afraid that if Mickey was actually able to take us to a bowl game to win those six wins, I think that it would have been more detrimental than the Nebraska team um, because I think we need somebody that's going to be able to turn around. I wanted, I wanted somebody to hire a coach uh, from for what we need in five years, not what we need right now. Um, it would have been great. Trust me, I would have been ecstatic if we went to a bowl game. But I think that making an emotional hire, kind of going off of, you know, we like him. He doesn't really have a proven track record of turning around a program, which is what we need. I think it would have been worse off for Nebraska and the team than if we would have hired Matt Rule, which was one of my top three picks going into the coaching search. Josh, we appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. So, like I said this last week, I went through there's no correct formula for hiring a head football coach at this level. There just isn't. Um, Nebraska's tried many different ones. Earlier, the Cardinal brought up uh, Tom Osborne, who was a, a coordinator to head coach. Um, for many people, have been kind of running the team those final two years when Bob Devaney was the head coach. Um, Frank Solich, a promotion, right? Bo Pelini, a, a bring back, the righting of the wrong, a, a defensive coordinator. I don't know if he was ready to be a head coach. Had some success here, but eventually burned himself out in a way. Um, I wonder if he could have gone someplace else, been a head coach, then came to Nebraska, it would have been different. Uh, Mike Riley coached everywhere at every level. Um, and obviously it didn't work out. And then Scott Frost, a short timer as a head coach, not a whole lot of experience coming off of one good year. Obviously that didn't work out. Um, a lot of different formulas out there. Look across the top 25 and you'll feel guy, you'll find guys who were coordinators who got promoted. You'll find guys who were retreads. Um, you just never know. Uh, I've seen so many jobs where people have been very critical of the hire and then it worked out. Um, some are silly. Pete Carroll was... When he got hired at USC, I think he was the fourth or fifth choice at USC. And there were a lot of people out there that were like, oh, what are you doing? This guy. And it turned out okay. Um, So you never know. But as of right now, all we have is hope. And hopefully people will get behind that. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Vince, sorry about that. You were behind the screen. Hello, Vince. How are you doing? Good morning, Michael. How are you? I'm doing okay, Vince. How is the weather in California? I know it's dark still. Uh, no, well, I, well, actually, there is day. Well, actually, there is daylight. And, oh, okay. And, and, and there, there is daylight here now, but uh, 
but for but, but for those that aren't aware, with my my part of California specifically, it's a it's a very you know it's oftentimes a very Mediterranean type climate in that uh, you know you'll have I mean you know not I mean during the week we'll have probably like this week we're probably going to have highs in the 60s, but like in the summertime just to kind of paint a picture, mm. we have a lot of warm days followed by cooler evenings, so we don't have that many days where it gets I mean. We'll have days where it might get super hot during the day, but we can generally count on it cooling off at night. <laughs> nice. Wine country is a very beautiful place. We had a we did a visit about 15 years ago. It was very nice. It, it well, it really is. I mean, it comes at a cost, but uh, but <laughs> yes, it is very it's very yes. What do you think, Vince? Uh, see, well, as for, well, well, for one, I mean, again, I appreciate everything Mickey did, I, and I think there's a place to appreciate that. But I think. Uh, but I think a lot of these people that are, you know, that are, you know, that are upset about Mickey not being the guy. I think a lot of it is based. I mean, you have to wonder if it's based more on emotion than it is intellect. And I get it. I mean, he stepped into a tough situation. He rallied the team. I mean, this this season really could have gone off the rails. Yep. You know, but um, but to your point about experience and all that. Um, I mean, here's one thing that here's one thing that I still kind of can't get past is that. Um, Yes, Friday was a great win. Yeah, finally breaking that Iowa spell—that was hideous. Yeah, you know, but um, but I also come back to the fact that well, we also blew ten. We also blew two games where we hit where we got a ten-point lead and had a chance to take control. Now I know this team has limitations, but regardless of how limited you are, you have to win the games that are in your wheelhouse. You know, and um, people want to point out well. Go back to Tom Osborne. Go back to Frank Solich. Well, two totally different situations because you're taking over programs that are coming off national championships. Yeah, which is kind of which would kind of be like you know taking over Alabama right now. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Matt Rule, you need a guy that has experience of turning programs around. And you know, people, you know, you can point to his overall record all you want, but here's what I keep coming back to. Okay, the guy has coached. And I'm not even saying this is going to work, but if you're going to, but yeah, but don't tell me it's a bad hire. The guy has proven he's a proven winner. The guy has coached seven seasons in college football. Yeah, three of them he's won ten games or more. Right. Let's see here. Yep. At Nebraska, we've won ten damn games this whole decade. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> Enough freaking said. You know, and um, and also you look at the work he did at Temple. You're not just getting guys that Penn State didn't want. You're getting guys that Rutgers and Maryland didn't want for crime any sake. And Pitt. And at Baylor, how many guys are you getting that Texas and Texas A&M didn't want? So, again, you know, I don't know if this is going to work or not. None of us knows. Anyone who, you know, who says who wants to definitively label him, oh, it's not going to work after three years, or anyone who's going to say, oh, we're going to, you know, just be the next great thing. We don't know any more than the next guy, but I'll tell you one thing, Michael. And as you know, I can be a little bit intense from from, from listening to some of these other callers. Now that we have Matt Rule here, I want a team that goes out every week, win or lose, and opens up a can of kick-ass for 60 minutes and fights with bloody knuckles. Let's go! Hey, thank you very much for the phone call, Vince. A um, couple things he hit on right there. Um, I wrote three things down on why I understand people want to see Mickey as the head football coach, right? And it's not being in front of the media and being honest and all those things are a big reason. All, all fans want is someone to tell them the truth, right? And Mickey did a great job of that. But 
the move he made for defensive coordinator. He could have kept Eric Chenander and fought through that with that. Instead, he made the move to Bill Bush. That was important, and it was a big-time move. Um, we've seen the teams come out in the first half and play with a lot of energy and toughness and, and wherewithal late in games as well, right? That's huge. And then just the fact that they won three more games while he was the head coach. That's important. People do just want to see wins. I understand why there are people that wanted Mickey Joseph to be the head coach. I completely understand that. But, you know, every, every one of these guys who we talked about had something that you could say tarnished their resume or was a question on their resume. Every one of them. Even Chris Kleiman, what he's doing at Kansas State is amazing. It's amazing. He's probably, got, he's probably the number one guy in terms of let's no question marks. He and Luke Fickle. And you can say Luke Fickle's one year in the Big Ten, he went 6-6. Six and six. But other than that, he's the one guy, I would say, in Chris Kleiman that we, they was on the list that didn't have a whole lot of question marks. I don't know. It's hard to – there's no formula. I keep saying it. There's no formula for hiring a successful head football coach. There just isn't. We'll go back to the phones, 951-1620. That's where Tim is this morning. Hello, Tim. Hey, how's it going today, Mike? Pretty good, pretty good. Where you at, man? Hey, I'm at uh, La Vista. Nice. Okay, cool. Hey, I want to thank you for starting the show off. I waited seven years for Nebraska to beat Iowa. Wasn't it, Mike? Idiots yesterday could all they could talk about was volleyball. Minnesota, Wisconsin, and the coaching staff. I wish you guys would come. I waited seven years. I'd like to I know. be rubbing Iowa's nose right now <laughs> instead of talking about coaching. I know. I know. Hey, and I got a trivia question for you. Okay, all right. Buffalo, three years. Frank Solage was at Ohio, 17 years. Who won the most conference championships? I'm sorry. Say again. Say again. I didn't hear the first part of the question. That Buffalo for three years. Soldiers at Ohio for 17 years. Who won the most conference championships in, in the MAC? Frank never won a conference championship. Jesus, I didn't think you would know that. Frank never won a conference. He won a division, but he never won a conference championship game. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was a Turner Guild fan from 98 on. Yeah. And I wish they'd have hired him because he did a hell of a job at Buffalo and at Liberty. Everybody forget. Exactly. Yeah. He got. He got. He made him a Division there. One school. They won a Division One yeah. A school until he made him that. Yeah. And Buffalo still a good program that he had built Yep. from the scratch. But a lot of people don't know that. Yep. But I'm surprised you didn't, unless you Googled it quickly. No, I didn't. I didn't. I did not. I, I know Frank's track record. I know Turner's track record. I, I Listen, we can, we can go back and look and say who they should have hired in the past and a lot of mistakes that were made. I just think overall he went out and got a guy who is a proven builder, and I think that's all you can ask for as a head coach right now, a proven builder. I, I, I agree with you with that I I'm I'm okay with the rule higher. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Hey Tim, I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Yeah. I, I mentioned recruiting and and developing and building. Right. Just real quick. From twenty from two thousand five to twenty fifteen, Tipple only had seven players drafted. Heck, they went like three years without any players drafted. Matt Rule gets there, recruits, develops, does that. And eleven players drafted between twenty sixteen and twenty nineteen. Reminder, he was there from 2013 to 2016. Those were his classes. 11 guys recruited, developed, and drafted in the NFL. Baylor, he was there at 2017, 2019. In 2022, his recruits, he had six players drafted from Baylor. Six of them. Baylor has not been a powerhouse of getting players drafted. Whatever reason, he develops talent and he develops NFL players. He said it 100 times, and we'll play some of the sound from when he was on college football, uh, when he was on game day yesterday but he develops and with an eye towards putting guys in the NFL recruits want to see that and they want to hear it 
And he has been that guy. He has got a track record of taking players who are good, marginal, or not even rated and getting those guys to the NFL. One more call before we take a break. Uh, we go to Craig. Oh, I'm sorry, KG. Go ahead, KG. Hey, Michael. Isn't this a great weekend? I don't know, man. It was it was a great Friday. I know that. It was a wonderful Friday. I know. Yeah. Wasn't it? <laughs> awesome wasn't Friday. Wasn't that the bestest? That was, was the best. I, yeah. So it's going to be great going into work on Monday. It's like the best thing ever, especially when you don't have to deal with the Iowa fans. I was just like, man. <laughs> so isn't that great, though? A great feeling? I just like, yeah. Just like, to me, it was like the best. Way to end the season. I don't know. It just made my it just made my season because I know that the team sucked and it had a rough rough outing and everything. But so, uh, did you bet? Did you cover that game? I didn't. Did I didn't. I, I'm not betting this year. I didn't bet at all this year. I put out some. I put out picks, but I don't. Uh, oh, I'm not betting okay. this year. Did you pick Nebraska though? I did not. Actually, I picked in the cover. I picked twenty to seventeen as my game. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah. So. That's a pleasant surprise, wasn't it? Yep, it was great. It was great. And again, we talk a lot about the coaching change, but mm. almost three thousand days since Nebraska beat Iowa. That should be the number <laughs> one thing we're talking about for at least a couple days. That Nebraska yeah, finally exactly. got over the hump. Yeah, brought home the Heroes Trophy. Now go get the rest of the trophies. Yeah, that's, isn't that great? Yeah, isn't yep. like the best thing ever? I was like, man, yep. Yep. everybody woke up on Saturday feeling pretty good, didn't they? Until the coaching change happened. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just say, Michael, enjoy enjoy the rest of your day. I don't know about the coaching, but hey, I just yeah. want to enjoy the Iowa the oh. Iowa win. That, that's my main thing. So I'm, I'm with you, KG. See everything. Hey, hey, do you see everything kind of like fell into place for the Huskers? Or, like the penalties? I think the you fumbles? forced they for, they forced turnovers and and mm-hmm. and held on in the fourth quarter. Some things they haven't done over the last four years: forcing turnovers yeah. and holding on in the fourth quarter. And that, yep, that's what that's what did it. I know. Was it made, Why can't they make that? Still go earlier on, so I didn't have to really sweat it till the like the last thirty seconds. Of the <laughs> I know, game. I know, but it was nice they bounced back from the missed field goal, though. That was a good thing. It showed some, um, you know, wherewithal to bounce back from that too. So, KG, yeah, we appreciate the phone a... call. All right, you take care, Michael. Talk right, to you later. You too. We'll take a quick break. Craig, Joe, just stay right there. We'll be gone for two minutes. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More of your calls here on Severe Reaction. 